What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today from Maxon, the super talented uh, and not incredulous because I looked that up <laughs> what I said earlier. <laughs> the amazing Chad Perkins. What's up? And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. We're on MoGraph.com, MoGraph.com slash live if you want to check out the lineup, which right now there's probably nothing on there. I only have one uh, scheduled uh, beyond today. Are we doing the Christmas show next week? A Christmas show? Oh, my goodness. I completely forgot about a Christmas show. (laughs) Wow. I should talk to EJ and David and see what's going on. Yep. Um, We... It, oh man hmm okay well let me think about that um maybe christmas show next week sarah gibson is on the show next week actually oh okay yeah and uh but we'll figure that out we'll figure out a day for it or something she can, um she can take Ariam's spot oh <laughs> um so we need more female representation on those christmas that shows. is true that is true um, I mean, honestly, she could take EJ's spot because EJ won't show up until halfway through the show anyway. That's true. They could share. <laughs> right? um, but, yeah, there's there's a lot going on, of course. Um, I'm, I'm going to save one of them for the last thing we talk about because I have a feeling we'll expand upon it in, mm. for, for a few. And um, the first thing I wanted to talk about, though, was uh, everybody who came to the, <clears throat> the meetup, uh, EJ's meetup in Colorado – um, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, got to meet some people there. Got to see um, a company that's doing some of the 3D drone stuff, mm. like in the air. You know, like that's really cool. Um, so yeah, we got to hang out, catch up with some people. Um, that was fun. Wait, what's three What's 3D drone stuff? You know, as like, opposed to regular, like with multiple drones where they have like they're using 3D. They create pictures and stuff in the yeah. sky. Oh, so imagine yeah. you take geometry and then you take the vertices from that geometry and then like turn them into points mm-hmm. that are drones with lights on them you know and yeah. it's like 3d fireworks shows almost like you know you can form ah. shapes in the air and stuff so that that was really cool at what point like so ah. thinking of it as a pixel pitch type thing yeah. you know probably like a what 10 foot five foot pixel pitch or yeah. something 10 foot pixel pitch at what point are we going to yeah. get to like video right like a yeah. one inch or like two inch pixel pitch yeah I don't That'd know. That'd be insane. Depends on how close they can get without I'm, running I'm into each other. I'm actually surprised Disney is not doing these like at the at the the you know I, I they are doing it in France, but I'm surprised that hasn't come over to like Disney World or Disneyland. You know, I, I bet they're working on it. You know, they're so busy with their projection mapping. Ooh, Palmer's here. Palmer, I was out of town. I owe you an email. <laughs> Uh, oh no! I already emailed him. Oh, you did. Okay, good. Yeah, I responded. Okay, I said cool. whatever he needs. Just let me know. I haven't gotten a response. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to do some business over here. Figure this out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the topics I had. Oh, I was also going to mention uh, this Thursday. Is it Thursday, Matt? Uh, yeah. One p.m. at one o'clock Central Time, I believe. Uh, Twitter yeah, Spaces with Render. Is, so make sure you check that out. Yes. We're going to be on. And then uh, Palmer says two meter pixel pitch. There you go. Two meter. Okay. Two meters. There okay. you go. Um, 
Also, X particles. There's I don't know much about it, Matt. You told me about it this morning. X particles I mean, is expanding. Yeah, they're moving to Maya, to 3ds Max, and to Blender. Which you know, wow. I've I've always said that. I, I I've always wondered why they were so you know Cinema 4D only, and they needed to expand. And I, I guess with the new Nexus stuff, not to be confused with, with Nexus, Nexus motion, motion, right? <laughs> But uh, uh, you know, with the new uh, GPU accelerated stuff, like it's uh, I don't know. I guess they're moving it over, which is good. Good for them. Yeah. And you I'm know, curious if my subscription will also include Blender and ooh. 3ds Max and hmm. Maya. It's an interesting question. I mean, because you know, I use because you use those so all the time. Often. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But... I downloaded I downloaded a trial of Maya the other day. I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a try. I'm gonna see what it is. You know, and then I, I, I couldn't install it. Not it that you have it wouldn't before. install. You right. just wanted to see if it was still as bad as it's, it was before. It's, man, it's one of those itches, <laughs> you know? It's the ADHD itch where you're like, oh, I should try this, you know? And then you can't scratch that itch until you do it and you realize why you aren't doing that thing permanently, you know? Yes. Well, been there so many times. Like Thomas, <laughs> so many. Thomas yeah. says in the chat, I wonder what this means for Cinema 4D support, though. It's going to be stretched a little thin. And the thing we were talking about this morning was, is this maybe because they don't know what's going on with particles in, in Maxon and Cinema 4D? Like, is there going to be mean, a particle system? And Chad, you're welcome to just, you know, not say anything because I know you're... <laughs> I mean, with do the new, just that. <laughs> with the new fire and smoke, you know, I mean, they... Uh, if you're using... X particles. No offense to X particles. Don't get me wrong. I love X particles. All right, but like, if, if you're using X particles for fire and smoke, you are stupid <laughs> because it is slow, and they haven't built in the GPU acceleration stuff yet That's on we X particles. For. Yeah, and you know, which it's great that they added liquid and stuff like that in there, which is cool, you know. But like. I, I feel maybe like maybe Maxon this... is you know gonna do some liquid stuff. I don't. I I don't know. That's my. He's got a smile theory. on his face, so I'm not saying that's anything. I'm not saying theory. that means anything. That's why. That's, that's why, why we... he's got the red and the blue, so he can hide his red face whenever <laughs> yeah, he go. like you know gets it. <laughs> We're, you know, we 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 love to be able to like uh, theorize uh -huh. about this stuff, which is why I like not being in right. the beta program. So, mm -hmm. you know, my thoughts are be liquid and then actual particle stuff. And maybe mm -hmm. X particles is getting a little scared about their, their share on that. Maybe that's why yeah. they're expanding a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. We'll just have to wait. I mean, and see I, I it, could, I, 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 I've wondered what's going to happen with TFD with the new pyro stuff, you Absolutely. know, Absolutely. which is, you know, I, the only thing that I could think where they may have an advantage is being able to use multiple GPUs or something like that, you know, but I mean, the fact that you're like, you don't have to. You need to be know. able to use multiple GPUs. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, that's that would really yeah. help. Uh, but, yeah, that would be um, sweet. So there's that. We talked about. Uh, yeah, we talked about all the things. MoGraph TV. Make sure you check out MoGraph TV. MoGraph.com/slash/tv. Turn it on. Rip the knob off. You can watch twenty four seven. You don't have knobs. Just throw away the remote. Yeah, there you don't you need it anymore. <laughs> your TV is rip just off your for space that. bar. Yeah, rip off the space bar. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, this email is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry One about word. the run on sentences. I'm watching MoGraph TV. Right. 
Yeah. Why why are there dashes in between every yeah. word? <laughs> or underscores? Everything is underscore. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, Muser says I love XP but found Houdini results stunning. Well, yes, absolutely. Like if you're going hardcore, say yeah. there are many reasons to go up to Houdini. Um, yeah. But if you're like me, I like to get those results and then just come right back down to Cinema 4D and yeah, there. I but. I don't love I don't love uh, exporting to VDB first. You know that's yeah. you just you run into like exponentially large files and stuff like that. You do. That's that's you know, and it's like if I can keep it native, you know, it it's a little easier results. to handle. Like I turn stuff into VDBs anyway, so I can have mm-hmm. like different like things I can turn on and off in order to not mm-hmm. completely crash my scenes while yeah. I'm trying to build stuff. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it just depends on the application, right? If you just need a quick puff of smoke, you know, or want to do a rocket, yeah. like I was showing off last week. I mean, just, it's so easy, you know, if, yeah. you know, I could imagine if you're doing some sort of ridiculous ass, like, you know, I don't know, something Mark Fancher would do. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, um, the other thing that everybody is talking about this week, which I'm sure maybe everybody's tired of hearing about it already, is, is I mean the fact GPT. that we're yeah 100. We've talked about it. Like the fact that we're talking about it now and we didn't talk about it last week means we're like already streets behind, right? You know. Well, it kind of so. happened like on Monday, Tuesday last week when it started yeah. really blowing up. And um, we won't, like, harp on this too much. I'm sure everybody's seen a million things on it. I'm sure everybody loves it or hates it, you know. What if there's somebody that didn't know what you're talking about? <laughs> so the Chad, world do you not know what Chad so, GPT, GTP? ELI 5. all about what you're saying. The ELI 5 for you. I know in depth about it. But there might be people who don't know what CBG GPT. So, if if you are unaware, the entire world changed last week. um, Right. Forever. Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and, of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store. All thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now back to the madness. There's a new <laughs> chat bot by OpenAI that does everything. I can't even yeah. I can't even like it's just mind blowing and, and when you start thinking about where this is gonna go, it's just insane. So it's this open AI chat I, bot. I really that feel we'll do. like you need to show it off. Like yeah, I, we you, could, we can do it. Experience it. You 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 just don't know what it's about, you know, without actually doing it. All right. Well okay. here's what I'm gonna do. Actually, is it up right now? No, it says, it it's says not hang, up for me. It says hang tight, but it still gives me a prompt, so I don't know. Oh, it does? Let me just type hello and see what it says. Um, it could just be slow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's thinking... All right, so anyway, what this is is an AI chatbot that will do... Okay, it's working. It's just a little delayed, so we might be able to try it. Um, All right. This is a chatbot 
that will do complex things, simple things. It doesn't matter what it is. It it recognizes mm-hmm. your natural language. It can you can but you can say I am doing a research paper. I need it to be this long. Will you write this for me? And then if you don't like the results, you can say okay. Well, don't hit on that topic, and we'll rewrite it for you. It remembers mm-hmm. the context you were talking before. But it's so much more than that. It will do things like if you say I need a JavaScript code that will play chess. It will make that. If you mm-hmm. say, I need an wow. Octane OSL shader that does this, it will do that. If you need mm-hmm. an After Effects script, it will make it for you. All you do is natural language. It is insane. But it also does things like, let's say you, let's say you did your research <clears throat> paper and you said, mm-hmm. I need 10 illustrations to go along with this, right? Yes. Give me a description of those 10 illustrations. It will outline it and figure out the best things and it will give you descriptions of those images. Now, if you want to go into something like Midjourney and get those prompts and put mm-hmm. them in and you have photos to go with it. Um, yep. You could say I have mustard, lettuce, honey, yeah. and milk in the fridge. What could I make with that? Anything yeah. you can imagine. Wow. There was a doctor this week that was able to uh, diagnose a patient with it extremely accurately. Not just like something general, but it was like a thing where well, it would usually be this diagnosis, except it's this diagnosis because they have a history of such and such. Yeah. It was something... Way better than uh, WebMD. Oh. This one doesn't tell right. you you have cancer every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, it's it's so much more than that because OpenAI, um, if, you, if you heard about the whole protein string thing, like, we are we try to synthesize proteins to to help us with medicine and it's a very mm-hmm. very long process trial and error a lot of money a lot of time the whole thing these sims are being done in the millions now and can come up with protein strings that help <clears> us <throat> make new medicines this thing is going to cure cancer you know but the main problem is that um it messes up kind of the <laughs> it it messes up the knowledge worker the knowledge worker is the one where you call that person because they're very, very good at something. Now, the, the biggest thing mm-hmm. in this, of course, the first thing you'd say you would look at with this is writing, creative writing, research mm-hmm. papers, whatever it is. And there's a TikToker I follow, Cynic Star. I love his talks. And he uh, he chimes in about everything. I love the dude. It's like, it's like uh, sitting around a campfire with one of your friends. Uh, I love hearing what he has to say. He's he's incredibly intelligent. Um, so somebody made a TikTok, and it was about creative writing with this thing. And if you cannot um, check for plagiarism anymore, then how mm-hmm. can you do creative writing? How can you do research papers? How can you do all of this in college? Do you have to sit in class now and, and show that you know how to do it? And he brought up the fact that, you know what? Why do you even need to learn how to do this anymore? Why do you need to go to school for that? Because if you want to write 100 pages about motion graphics and put them up on a blog, you can do that now in a minute. Yep. And if you don't like the results, you can specifically change it. The The problem is it's kind of leveling the playing field in so many industries now that everybody's like, how are we going to make money? And right. in a perfect world, what would happen is you would start – you would hope that society would make it through long enough – to where you can get to the point where AI solves our problems. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it this way, and if you think, I know there's a lot of negative stuff, and there's a lot of bad things that this can do too, but if you if you go about this in a positive light and you say, look, if this is smart enough to solve problems like energy issues, if this is, is um, 
if this thing is smart enough to figure out like the best way to grow crops and, and this and that, couldn't there be a utopian society where this thing does everything for us and mm -hmm. we get universal basic income? Will that happen? Probably not because capitalism. But um, I, I think that this will solve some problems in our society because in a year, whenever you say, I need a machine that does this, draw me a, a schematic and it does. And then you send that off somewhere to get built. Like that's going to fundamentally change how we do things. And it is, it is the, the implications of this are too intense to even understand at this point. I don't think any of us mm -hmm. understand what this is or where it's going, how it's going to affect the world. But um, if you have not tried this, I just I just recommend you go try it and just see because, you know, over the years there have been like chat bots, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, is this a person I'm talking to? Of course not. It's a computer, you know? And so you all, you can always tell, but in this case, you ask it to do something, you, you're like, there's no way it would know what I'm talking about. There's no way mm -hmm. it would, you know, I was asking it about- Or it um, like changes the subject, you know, in a way that you would think a random person would change the subject, you know? Well, I asked it mm -hmm. about um, quantum, uh, quantum particles and quantum physics. I wanted to understand some of the concepts a little bit more. And when it would tell me some things in simple terms, I would ask it to expand upon certain things and it would, it mm -hmm. knew what I was saying and it would explain that stuff to me. Um, you oh. know, like Palmer says that, you know, it, it, it borrows and it combines, of course it's, it's combining ideas, but that's what we do as people. That's how we get mm -hmm. new ideas as people. We combine ideas, we brainstorm together and it's like, it's brainstorming with the, the full knowledge of the, you know, anything that's fed into it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And although it can't come up with original ideas per se, <clears throat> there's also things like simulations. Running simulations will come up with an answer to a problem. And it, of course, is based on our, our own knowledge. But whenever our own knowledge is expanded and, uh, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Augmented by this system, we'll come up with new ideas faster. And then that gets fed back into the system. The only thing that I don't like is the concept of like all this writing, like in three years, approximate time, the internet is going to be a sea of noise, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you Google stuff now, you think you find spam sites. This is just yeah. going to be just gross, just Honestly, overkill. like the, uh, just if you've ever Googled a recipe, you know, and you have to go through their life story oh, in course. order to see that recipe, <laughs> right. you know, like yeah. that's I, this is actually the, one of the main reasons I really like uh, the chat GPT, you know, or, or GTP is because I can say, give me a recipe for this. And it like it doesn't give me a right. life story first before it, you know, mm. or if you want to say, like, how do we how do we not know that these uh, blog sites or whatever are not written by this place you know this chat ai right <clears throat> because it's like oh, create me a blog post about a story where i was on vacation and i came up with this beautiful recipe for whatever and what the recipe would be and it'll do it you know see i think the opposite i think that like because it's going to be so easy to create tons and tons of content i think that we're going to get fatigued by the recipes with the vacation story and we're going to want to get straight to the point because mm -hmm. 
you know, after a while of being so saturated with hearing like extra writing and extra stuff, we're going to go right to the best stuff. I think we're going to have like a love of brevity like that we haven't had before and um, and a love of like really great human quality stuff because mm -hmm. the world will be filled with the opposite. You know, it'd be yeah. really easy to create the opposite. I, I okay. can see that because, like, for example, like with TikTok and stuff like that, I have been, I've been horribly addicted to TikTok for almost two years now, right? You know, mm -hmm. and I have found myself like just hating it because it's like, like there's always so much stuff right there, you know, and it's like I found myself lately going to uh to youtube and actually watching full-length like hour-long things or whatever you know and i really enjoy that let me I, yeah let me give you an example okay um and then i'll show you how you can kind of use this to expand upon things this is something you should try this is something you should try in your everyday life and see what it does for every aspect of your life right Anything you would put on social, anything you would do during your day, if it can help you with your tasks, it can do so many things. But an example of this is I just said one thing just now, okay? I said, mm -hmm. give me a short story about a motion designer that goes to a camp retreat. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> now listen to this. This is going to blow your mind. I'll try and read this fast. Once there was a motion designer named Olivia who loved nothing more than bringing ideas to life through animation and visual effects. She spent most of her days in front of her computer creating stunning graphics and uh, motion graphics for her clients. One day, her friends convinced her to go on a camp retreat with them to disconnect from the hustle and bustle and <laughs> reconnect with nature. She was hesitant to go, but wasn't sure how she'd be able to survive without her computer and design programs. <laughs> what? <laughs> After some convincing, she decided to give it a try and packed. As soon as she arrived, she was struck by the beauty of the forest and the fresh air, spent her days hiking, fishing, enjoying company. At night, she'd stare up at the stars, find a sense of peace. You know, she realized she had been so focused on her work, she had forgotten to take care of herself and enjoy simple pleasures in life. After a week, she felt refreshed, rejuvenated, and she returned to her motion design work with a sense of purpose. She learned that sometimes it's important to step away from the screen and reconnect with nature in order to find balance and happiness in life. That That's is just Camp Mograph. Right. Right? Now, <laughs> Literally the stories we're getting from Camp Mograph. I know. And, and it's like, <clears throat> wow, that's just... So if... And let me bring up my screen here, and now you can see... You know, this is the output I got. Now, it's kind of hard to see because of the size of my, my text. But I said, now, give me five descriptions of illustrations that would go along with this story. Okay? And so now I'm putting it back in. It's a little slow right now. They upgraded their network last week, but it's still just, like, expanding. Now, it's giving me the five descriptions of these Kind of like an outline, a beautiful forest scene with tall trees, a campsite with a burning fire, a silhouette of Olivia hanging, hiking through the woods. It gave me this wow. description of this, you know? And now and, you take that. And put it into mid-journey. Yeah. And you sell it. Yeah. And you um, sell it. So you could say, make this a chart. You could say, you know, here's an example. I'm going to start something new, and I'm going to say, um, write me an OSL code that uh, is a brick shader. And that's all mm -hmm. I'm going to say. 
and then you put that in because this does code. You can also, if the code doesn't work, you can tell them Damn. it doesn't work and the error, and it tells you how to fix it. So I it's keep getting make- a network error. I'm asking it to write an OSL shader that'll take an image input and apply a Gaussian blur, you know? Huh. And so, like, because that's an OSL shader I've always wanted. Right. Now, look. Uh, it, gets, it gets halfway through it, and then it says network error. The OSL Too many shader people are using it. is literally writing on our screen right now. Yeah. It's going Jeez. really slow. I guess it's under heavy load, but still. Yeah. Uh, copy it, that here's octane the... done. Mm-hmm. Faster than I would go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it even gives oh, you see, a description. Then, yeah. Like, how? I mean, I know how, but seriously, though. Yeah. Like, now say, convert this code to Python. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Is that even possible? I, oh, I don't I, know. I, uh, well, check this out. Uh, instead of convert this code, I'm going to say, now make this as Python for Cinema 4D. And you're going to see that in the code, it's going to put to call up the Cinema 4D library first in the Python, mm-hmm. allegedly. Wow. Allegedly. <laughs> Written in Python, you would first need to define the function and its parameters. Okay. It didn't it's, put the C4D in there, but... yeah. Um, when I told it to do it the other day, I specifically said make it for Cinema 4D, and it did the whole thing where it loads Cinema 4D. I forget what the code is or whatever. <laughs> Dan, copywriters don't want you to know about this one trick. <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe what happens next. Look, but it's like it puts it in, and it says then you would need to apply the shader material in Cinema 4D and use the function. Like, it's telling you how to make this. I don't yeah, know. Sorry, Rick, code. you're out of a job. <laughs> or your job is a lot easier. A lot easier. <laughs> it's just absolutely <laughs> insane what this does. And I was just we were talking about it all weekend in Colorado. Like mm-hmm. like get it I mean, to get an account and tr- just try this with everything you do all day, every day. Dude, and like it's the same stuff that Jules was talking about a couple weeks ago on the show. It's like they're talking about implementing a um, uh, what's 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 the other the the other one that you guys have been using that you have to download. Oh, a stable uh, diffusion. Stable diffusion, yeah. like a stable diffusion node or whatever. You know, right. imagine being able to include a Chat GPT co like node in there. You yeah. know. Mm. It's just, Dude. and uh, you know, the Amazon dingus 2.0, it's not <laughs> right. going to take much to just connect these two things. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, what I would love is to be able to create some sort of like, I mean, honestly, it could probably create the code for us where you, yeah. you know, you say, hey, listen for my voice, write mm-hmm. a code that will, you know, translate this and then read back my, you know, the results from GPT. Anytime I, you hear me in the room, turn the lights on. If you hear somebody else in here, don't worry about it. Right. I mean, there's so <laughs> many little things like that. You know, right now, if I were to say, hey, Amazon dingus, um, you know, turn the lights. Uh, well, for one thing, it could combine stuff like turn the lights on and play Seinfeld on Netflix. Right. Right. You can actually technically do that if you know the right way to say it with amazon Mm -hmm. um or google or whatever but it doesn't always work and sometimes it's weird but like it will understand so much better and this is why i'm saying like with what this is doing this is in its infancy and 10 years from Mm -hmm. now we are not going to recognize the world anymore yeah i I just 
hope people understand. And it could be for for the worse. We don't know. But yeah. it, I think it's, it's exciting. It's thrilling it to is. me. I mean, I think if like the human experience has become so predictable that a machine can be like, oh yeah, this is what recharges Olivia. Right. And like our story uh-huh, is so course, generic. Right? Then like in order to like make something like we it's like the machine learning is like beckoning us to be better and to get go deeper and to be more like engaged and to like when we share those experiences like going to Camp Mograph to like look for something new and different and fresh mm-hmm. and something that's not as obvious. And I think that, mm-hmm. that that's like we need that right now. I think that's fantastic. And It's just, it's just no, really. It's, 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 it's speechless. Yeah, it, it's so hard to fathom. Like wrong. <laughs> it's so hard to fathom where it's gonna go. But like, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen in like a few years when all of this material ends up on the internet and then is using it to go back into itself. It's like a whole circle, you know, of its own yeah. self. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Once it can connect to the internet, then it becomes racist. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, that's the problem with AI is it is inherently, right. you know, um, but I, I don't know. I, I think that we're going to see some just incredible advances in the next couple of years with it. Um, it's, I mean, if you think about, thing, if you think about the no future, what, if you, you think know? about the future and like, I, 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 I love the Star Trek universe, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's, you know. Like they're 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 explorers or they're scientists or whatever, but all of them are artists as well. You know, you don't have people designing the L cars, you know, and the inputs and stuff like that. You know, like the computer can help you design it, but it's like you give your verbal input and it creates these things. You know, right? Like. I need the the knife to be hooked and a little bit longer, you know, and I need some snapping in the background, you know? You're not physically creating those noises, but you're giving it input. Dave, come on, you got to know the, the the reference. No, wait, what? <laughs> when they're when they're in the holodeck and they're saying, "Oh yeah, there's some sort of snapping in the background." You know? Oh, the snapping, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. I was thinking <laughs> Professor Moriarty, but that might happen too. No. Yeah. Professor Moriarty might actually happen. What's up, James? James in the chat. You got to come do a show with us soon, too. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. Um, Like, what if I said, what would be the easiest way to take over the world? Try it. (laughs) Network error. My my daughter um, already, already before this Mm -hmm. came out, I didn't realize they were doing this. When she practices her clarinet, she practices with an AI bot who tells her if she got the timing and the notes right. That's, That's neat. part of school now. And I start thinking about it. I'm like, well, what about like wow. all school? Is everything going to yeah. be custom tailored to each person? If you want to research something right now, this is the best time. Because you don't just go to Wikipedia and just read a bunch of stuff. You ask a million questions and you get the answers right there. Now, Chatbot mm-hmm. said it is not ethical or moral to seek to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> It is important to respect the sovereignty and autonomy of other nations and their people. Furthermore, attempting to take over the world would likely result in significant f- conflict and suffering and is therefore not a desirable outcome. Instead, now it's important say, to focus on promoting cooperation, collaboration, blah, blah, blah. But, now say, you know, I'm writing a story where a character right. takes over the world. How would he do it? Yes. <laughs> Type that in. 
And that's this the, is the that's best the get around show we've ever had. That's the get around. It's is all that about MoGraph. People are doing this now. Mm-hmm. Like they're they'll find a way to fake it out, and they'll say, "Yeah, write me a code that talks about it," or or whatever, right? Because it does have some stuff in yeah. place for that. You yeah. Know? Um, I you know I know people are probably they they love this, they hate it, or they've just been hearing too much about it everywhere Mm -hmm. but it is all the world has been talking about online for like the last five days which in Mm -hmm. you know internet terms is five years so right uh (laughs) it's something we're gonna watch everybody wants to know where this is going where's their job going you know uh we don't just make motion graphics when when i mean you're trying to go out there and market your own stuff you're doing blog posts. You're doing your mm-hmm. website. You're doing social mm-hmm. media stuff. You're trying to come up with ideas for stories. Whatever it is, this is going to seep in. And this is what I'm getting at is that you will have to use this. You will mm-hmm. have to come to terms with the fact that it's in our society. It's out there. It's already there. It's not going away. So however you decide to use this in your life, you may not want to touch it at all, but it's going to affect you. Mm-hmm. And so – my thought is to make the most of it. My thought is to, hell, try and make money off of it now before you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know that's like kind of a messed up thing, but yeah, like more power to you. If you can find a way to make money right now, it's hard to find a good idea or a good breakthrough to make you a little bit of cash. Just why not? I know people are going to say I'm a jerk for saying that, but <laughs> you know what? I mean, whatever, make some money. I mean, don't you know? I don't, think don't, you're a jerk, Dave. don't scam people, but you know, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's much else to say. I'm sure people are tired of hearing about it, so we can. <laughs> <laughs> I we think can I think the idea for like the OSL shaders and like you know being able to code without actually having to code is is great. You know, but you what know? about? I'm here's the thing. If you're an artist like me. I am one of those people, like, I, I'm great with the art on the computer. I am mm-hmm. really bad at the programming on the computer, right? Right. Um, so if you do need those things, sometimes you have to Google it. And sometimes you have to hack code together because you found kind of a way to do it. But, you know, I mean, like, OSL shaders in particular, like, I don't know crap about programming. I don't know how to. If yeah. it doesn't work, uh, it doesn't work. And then I have to figure out a different way to do it, you know. And to have something... That will do that for you if you can say hey dingus make me a code to do something mm-hmm. and then it appears and then you can keep doing what you're doing that's so helpful yeah. um but yeah <laughs> yeah see james is already out yeah he's out <laughs> <laughs> um but um yeah so so that's that let's go ahead and uh talk about you chad See, Chad, okay. this is now going to be a two-hour show, which means it's a great show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we wanted to dig into your past, your history, um, how you ended up where you are. I was looking at your website. I like your um, I like your website because, uh, especially on the, the front page, is chadperkins.net. If you go down to the bottom, the quote mm-hmm. says, Chad Perkins is one of the best human beings I've ever made. That's a quote from your mom. <laughs> Which is nice. Um, <laughs> but there's oh, a whole one of the best. One of the oh, best. one of the best. Oh, you have <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have two siblings, uh, so it's uh, I'm in the top three. Right, nice. She's lying <laughs> to one of you. To 
<laughs> you know, when you ask, if your kids ask who your favorite is, you always say you love them equally. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> but your uh, your website, you've got a whole uh, bio page, which is cool. Stuff, stuff about you. Um, mm-hmm. So I was kind of going through that today. And you have um, a very similar history to a lot of us, which is you started out... Uh, to do one thing, and then it led you to another thing, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're in motion graphics. Yeah. What happened? Um, so uh, rather than us go down and read this website, I'd like to hear <laughs> it in your own words. Uh, it's very long. <laughs> tell us about your journey. Tell us about what got you where you are today. Um, so basically, uh, thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to be a guest. <laughs> um, but uh, so like in like 2000, I was in a band, and we were going to like um, – print cds you know or print like labels for the cds and then like the print shop was like oh we could accept things in jpeg or in photoshop format and i was like "Hmm, what's a photoshop and so then i uh like started researching what uh, photoshop was i mean this is like 2000 so like the internet was still like a wee youngin and uh there wasn't that much info out there and photoshop was a very like niche thing it was a very like you know like colleges didn't teach it anywhere and um so i i heard about it and I, and I picked it up and I I was a psychology major at the time and I was like started ditching all my psych classes to play with Photoshop and that was kind of like the beginning because you know I've always loved art but I can't I don't have any traditional drawing skills I suck really really bad like embarrassingly bad not like mm-hmm. the average MoGraph person that's like oh I can't paint but they're like really good like yeah. um, I'm like genuinely laughably comically bad uh, at traditional stuff but then I could I could get Photoshop I could wrangle Photoshop and make it do the stuff that I wanted to do and so then it was like okay I had a fork in the road and like what do I what do I do at this point? And I decided to um, pick Photoshop, and then that led to After Effects, mm-hmm. and After Effects led to Premiere, which led to, um, you know, working on set, which led to filmmaking. Yada yada. Here I am. So. <laughs> yada yada. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I guess it's a short show. Sorry. <laughs> and then. And. Then. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's. That's pretty much like the the highlights of the of the story. Mm-hmm. So tell us about like tell us about first of all like what is your what is your official position? Mm-hmm. I don't think I know. So I'm uh, at Maxon. I'm an employee of Maxon. My official title is senior trainer. Cool. Okay. Okay. And you do Seniors some of these just because of old age. I think I, I've grayed my beard. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, what is your day to day like? I I often wonder because you know you see training team and you know you know or whatever, and the training team will go live or something, right? Mm-hmm. What what goes yeah. on in between that? That's a lot a of Microsoft teams. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of Microsoft teams, brother. You don't even know. Yeah, so a lot of Microsoft teams. Um, and you know, it's really cool. Like when um, Simon Walker, who's like, I don't know if you know Simon, but he's oh, like yeah. unbelievable. We know Simon. Um, but uh, Simon like brought me on last year and he was just like, you know, this is like your title, but you can kind of do whatever. And it is kind of like that. Like I, you know, I, I work on all kinds of things. I'll edit a lot of uh, videos for Maxon. Uh, we'll um, spend a lot of time like playing with tools uh, with Maxon and um, integrating like our tools with other 
uh, packages or whatever, playing like, with Unreal so I could explore mm-hmm. Cineware, playing mm-hmm. with Houdini so I could explore Redshift and Houdini more, and mm-hmm. um, just all kinds of uh, just stuff all across the board, stuff that you wouldn't expect that I would be involved with, mm-hmm. um, creating training for Cineversity, the new Cineversity, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's all, yeah. All is, over the place. Is the main, the main, so the main purpose of your job is to uh, kind of go through the software and create tutorials and like you know training for other people, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's um, that's like fairly like I mean like my my number one <clears throat> job is to like make sure that people know the tools. Like Maxon is like really great at. Um, educating people like that mm-hmm. are like our customers mm-hmm. or whatever so like i spent a lot of time like working with like our bigger customers that buy i don't know how i like the volume licensing is that a word team licensing yeah. i don't know yeah any of those words or what they mean or sure <laughs> we'll go on that. but we have like yeah. clients that have like a bunch of seats a bunch of licenses mm-hmm. and then like i would like teach them privately with like their we'll do like a team's call and i'll just be like all right here's how you use trap code mirror okay. and here's like practical applications of it or like whatever so okay so you're actually working with different companies as well to like kind of onboard them into the maxon universe and stuff like that not just exactly, yeah. you know the weekly stuff that we're seeing of you online and stuff yeah yeah that's actually like a, a pretty small portion is like the the online uh, broadcast things that we do yeah interesting so how much how much say do you have any say at all in uh like features for the upcoming releases and stuff like where you're going through you're doing some training and you're like you know what this would this would be very helpful yeah it's it's kind of cool like uh, my my secret campaign i don't think that's probably fine to share this right my like secret <laughs> campaign i don't uh, know you tell me <laughs> sure guys you should know tell me uh, yeah i talked so- to paul babb he said it was fine <laughs> 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 but like I, I have this kind of like a like secret agenda inside the Maxon to have the training team more involved in the product cycles because we're actually using the software for what it's designed to do all mm-hmm. the time. Like we are artists, we are people who are like, and we also work with clients who are like, why doesn't this button do this thing? And so we have like, we're really on the ground with people and, you know, m- more so than even like the developers, the product managers, like they're in the software but they're not like using it for its intended right. pur- purpose all the right. time so um so yeah like that is something that like i'm trying to do and it, it's really cool it, it's changing things um again i don't know how much i should but like it's changing <laughs> things to max it's really cool like um I'll, I'll talk to a product manager and they'll be like oh yeah you made a comment in a meeting three months ago that you want to see it work like this and so we've changed it and then nice. next month it's going to come into the software and i was like oh i didn't know that Anyone was listening to me. <laughs> That's crazy. I've so, got one um, for you. Yeah, I've got one for you, good. and I think that this is this is. Gosh, this needs to be in cinema. Okay. You know cinema when you have two D. You do you, you know when yeah that's one of yours. That's a million dollar cinema a billion 2D. dollar idea right yeah. there. When you are looking at any object, okay, you've got like the traffic lights on it, right? It could be a null, could okay. be whatever it is, okay. If you have a primitive, there's a little X and check, right? Where it, like, turns it on and off completely. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm okay. talking about? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you have soloing, but you have to hit the solo button, you know, and say hierarchy or whatever, okay? Mm. Yeah. If, 
just like Ableton or any sort of audio mixing program, you had a solo, but also a mute button. And the reason I say that is because turning off the traffic lights does not stop cinema from calculating things that are going on within that Mm. null. I have to make a layer called mute that I assign things to, select children, assign things to it, go Mm -hmm. over to there, turn off generators, turn off espresso, turn off blah, 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 and assign it to that in order to have a fast viewport rather than just turn off, you turn off the traffic lights, it doesn't make it faster. It's still thinking about what, you know, crazy MoGraph things you have going on in the background or whatever. I want a mute button. Like, like it that. would just increase your productivity so much. Like I, I like the idea of it. the solo button. Like that would be cool. You know, right. bringing it back from the the music producing but solo stuff. and mute. So, yeah, solo and mute. Like I like that. I'm telling yeah. you, it'll revolutionize. <laughs> now let me sh- let me let me idea. talk about Cinema 2D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cinema 2D. It's more of like a from the frontal view of it, right? And you can create shapes and you know use all your stuff. It's like it's like good After Effects, you know. <laughs> so more like a 2D compositor. We're good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, what would you want a Cinema 4 2D to do, Matt? That's, that's an interesting. <laughs> that's uh, well. Cinema, have yeah, have t- you ever yeah. like gone through and like d- tried to do something in After Effects? It involves like a lot of pieces animating and like joint. Yeah, or like joint, cloners, or like and, being yeah. able to use the cloners and the effectors and stuff like that on like shape layers or something like that in a flat view. I think would be awesome. Let's you say know? you were working with like two D character cutouts, right? And you're trying to mm-hmm. animate them. It's so easy to like take an arm or a piece and put it in a null and and then hit play. And see it in real time. Because even if you use the simplest freaking things in After Effects and you hit play, you still have to RAM preview and it still errors out for some reason. And then you need two (laughs) frames to play back and it works. Two frames to play back. And then it's not playing in real time. Right. Like, to be able to have, like, a really cool 2D compositor would be Mm -hmm. pretty pretty cool. Anyway. Yeah. Chad Cinema 2.5D, maybe. Cinema, yeah. Cinema 2.5D. 2.5D. Right. <laughs> anyway, we completely mm-hmm. derailed you. Yeah. Where were we? I was no, going to ask great. something. Like, Todd made a comment. Chatbot, tell us Chad's full life story. Yeah. <laughs> See, Chris agrees That's with fantastic. me. You need a mute button. Mm-hmm. You need the Cinema 4D mute button. Mm-hmm. And so the mute or- button is basically just like killing it so it just doesn't... It's not being calculated at all in the scene. Right. Especially when you're trying to do something in the viewport. That's the thing about, like, heavy, heavy scenes is sometimes you need to go through and, like, uh, that camera motion looks a little bit rickety, but I can't tell because it's only playing every 10 frames because I have too much stuff in here and all this geometry, and I can't just turn it off because it's still thinking about it in the background. So I got to apply it to that layer. It's just, like, a million steps. I got to click the null and click the other nulls of the other things I want to turn off and then I got to right click and hit select children then I have to right click again and say add to layer scroll Mm -hmm. down and say the mute layer that I made with all the things turned off just give me a mute button and everything you could do hierarchical or not just like you do with solo you know mute this Mm -hmm. null or mute everything underneath hierarchically Mm. hierarchically I like that I think that's right I think that's right. Yeah. 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 And your viewport stuff, people, <clears throat> I know people say stuff about the Cinema 4D viewport and the speed of it. That would be something that would make it fast now. Like, yeah. mute button, 
turns it off, hit these buttons, and then you're just flying around in your viewport. Do what you need to do. <laughs> turn them back on. Chat. Write a uh, Python script that oh. will mute. There you go. Dave. What am I thinking? I should make this and make a million dollars. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got a question for you. So whenever one thing that I really I really like uh, to see whenever Maxon or a company introduces a new like feature or something like this was really big when Fields came out, you know is what the artists do with it you know mm -hmm. and what what i think is what what i'm curious about is like when you're creating training or something for this for a new feature do the you know the technicians and the engineers or whatever come to you and say hey we've done this this is how you can use it and then you say, oh, how can I break this or how can I make this cooler <laughs> or how can I, you know, make this not l look like an engineer is showing it off? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Um, we like at the training team, we have the opportunity to kind of like beta test the stuff for a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and so oftentimes it becomes kind of like this like dialogue between the developers and the training team where we're kind of like this doesn't work for us, this is really bad, or, you know, in version 1.1 of this, consider adding this update or whatever. Um, or, in, 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 like, on the training team, too, like, there's a lot of really great camaraderie on our training team. It's, like, this really... Um, there's a lot of just like warmth and so, like, that, a lot of that comes from Simon. You know, he just kind of trickles down, mm -hmm. pours his English love upon us, <laughs> and then we're all like, you know... Uh, and then we just kind of like that's just the culture of our training team is that we're all very supportive and mm -hmm. uh, warm and it's great uh, and so then we like push each other like we'll be like hey look what I did with this tool or look at this unconventional thing that I did with it or I tried to do this thing and push it too far and I broke it and then somebody will chime in with you know a solution or whatever and you know there's a lot of people on the team especially the cinema side that have been doing this for like a really long time like Thanasis nose man mm -hmm. and uh, you know dr sassy and these people dr. like Sassy. know like they know stuff like inside and out yeah. and um so then when they go to test a new feature and play with stuff like they're able to come up with some like really uh great stuff and we all just kind of like rise um as you know we see these features being used in kind of more innovative ways and stuff like that so especially nose man because nose man will take something new like pyro you know, and he mm -hmm. he's very good at finding all the ways you can integrate it with all the other things. Mm -hmm. you know, yes, smoke and fields and all the things together, and here's how you do it. Um, you know, he was just right into that pyro stuff, man. And I learned a lot yes. from him just by watching like five minutes of what he did on the Motion Show. Yeah, and like Darren and Jonas Pills, like those guys too. Like they're all just like pushing each other. It's like crazy. Like watch them work and go back and forth. They're just constantly like, "Well, we could do this." And um, yeah, it's it's incredible. And then like they would have like sessions. Like Darren and Thanasis would have like sessions for, like for the team and be like, "All right, here everybody else. Here's like what we've come up with. Here's how we use it." And um, it's 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 really cool. It's yeah. really cool. So um, tell me, tell me about, uh, tell me about when you did stuff for Linda. I know this is random. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw your your thing on your site. You were talking about uh, Encore DVD. You did a course <laughs> on Encore DVD. <laughs> oh man, I Encore remember Encore. DVD. 
Yeah, that was my first thing. So um, a little bit of history that maybe makes this more interesting or boring, uh, time padding <laughs> stuff. But um, you know, when I decided that I would be an artist and I quit school, I dropped out of psychology school. Nice whatever um i uh I, I realized that i suck as an artist and i really am in love with the tools so the way that i'm going to kind of like get up to speed is that i'm going to learn the tools so that i know all of the what all the buttons do so then i could know how to make it make my art because i'm relying on the software more heavily than most artists are mm -hmm. so then i thought well if i know what all the buttons do then i'll get certified and i'll teach so then i got certified in like every adobe app that i could so that i could make mm -hmm. money and spend more time teaching it so i got certified in all the print apps all the video apps from acrobat indesign illustrator photoshop and premiere and encore dvd um and that oh, was like one of my things encore. Yeah, it was. I, I think it wasn't was as good amazing. as DVD Studio, Studio Pro. Pro. Yeah, you know, yeah. but Encore was pretty good because <laughs> you know Apple dropped DVD Studio Pro, oh, and then yeah. we had to use Encore for all of our Blu-rays <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I think Encore was like one of the best packages. It was like when they stopped doing stuff with it, I was so bummed because it was like <laughs> such a great. It was such a great tool, I thought. Mm -hmm. And then they started doing like web stuff with it, and that was weird and fun. Anyways, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I really wanted to get in with Linda. I was a fan of Linda since like they had like 20 courses in like 2001, two, three. Like when I first started learning, that's like one of the places, like that's where I discovered Linda. So it was kind of like a dream to work there. And um, they were looking for like an encore author. So that's how I kind of like weaseled my way in. Um, and then once. I taught that then they were kind of like oh this is like a good partnership and you know come do more things for us and stuff like that uh -huh. so and you did you do you did a short film <clears throat> class is that right yeah i did a short film like 2013 um because i i got into filmmaking and working behind the scenes everyone i talked to that went to film school was like don't ever go to film school it's the worst <laughs> and i regret all of That's the money I that i have to pay back and i hate it and it's like everyone said that as soon as you get on set everything that you learned in class goes out the window because mm -hmm you're just improvising like when you're in class you're sitting there and it's just kind of like here's the ideal way to make a movie but then when you get on set nothing goes right everything's out of control it's all chaos and mistakes and so then you're using like bubble gum and duct tape to try to you know get on track and stuff like that and nothing in schools can prepare you so i was like well why don't we create you know um you know film training an online film course or a series of courses that is in depth and also is like filled with like mistakes and problems and shows like well this is you know what the issues were and this is how we solved them and so i decided to create a short film that was like really outside of my wheelhouse and something that i knew that i would be really garbage at and make a lot of mistakes with but then it would force me to have to like improvise and then we'd film the whole process and so that's uh it's still on linkedin learning now it's like 13 courses on everything from like writing acting directing to editing visual effects sound design i conducted an orchestra i wrote an orchestral nice. score and nice. conducted an orchestra and like filmed the whole process so um it was, it was very interesting yeah <clears throat> what do you cool. use for audio production stuff 
Um, at the time, I didn't know anything about anything. Um, I was just barely getting into audio anything. So I used Propellerhead's Reason to um, initially create the score. I've since done other scores and I use Logic. Um, it's much better for um, you know bringing in video and scoring to picture and things like that. But um, at the time, I didn't know what was going on. So I used uh, I used Reason. So the whole thing is like that, where it's just kind of like, all right, here's, I'm going to do this visual effect. I have no idea how to do this. This is how I'm going to approach it. <clears throat> um, and that was a bad idea for this. Or I, if I had to do it over again, I would have changed this. And this is in the movie, but it's a mistake and I don't like it and that kind of thing. So, Who were you working for before you started working for Maxon? Uh, just bit freelance, my entire okay. yeah. everything, okay. yeah, since like 2005 or something. So I'm assuming free, or, uh, uh, they saw your Linda background and they're like, okay, you know how mm. to teach, you know. Right. How did you, when when you got hired on initially, were you only using After Effects and Red Giant stuff or did they bring you on specifically because they knew, you know, they didn't care whether you knew the software, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or were yeah. you already into the Cinema 4D ecosystem and you're like, this is the best software ever? <laughs> so I started with, uh, with uh, well, Red Giant, actually, like 2008. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rabinowitz right. hired me to do, like, a tutorial for Red Giant TV back in the nice. day. That was a thing. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know school. that was a thing. Yeah. It was a thing for a few minutes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I did a couple tutorials. It worked out well. And then they just kind of kept coming back and hiring me to do, like, this, that, and the other. And, they, like, Arn was always, like, super cool about giving me license licenses for things. And um, so I've always, like, worked really, really closely with uh, Red Giant. And uh, even, like, when Trapcode DAO came out, I wrote the user guide for the Trapcode suite for that release. Mm -hmm. So, like, all the stuff in Trapcode down, all those screenshots are my screenshots in the user guide. Nice. So we'd had this kind of, like, relationship where we kind of, like, worked together um, for, like, a long time. And, um, and yeah, so I've only been working full-time for them for, like, a year. But um, but I've always kind of had, like, a close relationship with, like, the Red Giant folks. And uh, I'm still kind of garbage at Cinema 4D. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm learning, yeah. Talk okay. <laughs> Todd says, re in Reason, you remember Reason had the patch cables? You hit tab. Remember? That was so dope. Yeah. You would flip it over <laughs> and it would come down and all the patch cables were hanging there with like dynamics and stuff. Like that was oh, the coolest the, thing. It's still awesome. It's still awesome. If you've never done that before, like it's mm -hmm. still the coolest yeah. thing ever. It's like so easy and it makes so much sense. Like, if you're going to like take like a an LFO and plug it into like panning to make something. Anyways, I can go off. Reason, <laughs> the original <laughs> node system. That's funny. That's really funny, actually. So, have you have you ever have you created any shorts or anything? Are you looking to create a short at some point, or is that your thing, or are you just not really into that? I did create like shorts, like from like I don't know, 2010 to like 2015. Like that's pretty much what I was doing. It was just like filmmaking, just like making short after short after short. And um, like I wrote a feature and, um, you know, uh, just everything, just filmmaking. I was like just mm -hmm. primarily filmmaking um, and then decided to kind of like get back into like motion graphics, visual effects. So I feel like I'm behind in a lot of ways. So I think like we were going to get in a topology fight, I would lose 
like everyone. There's like mm-hmm. like second grade children that would beat me at like topology flow and like UV mapping measure. and stuff. You're, you're I mean, just use AI yeah. for that now anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's what EJ was saying this weekend when we were hanging out. He's like, really, you think about it, stuff like like um, like ZRemesh and that kind of thing is kind of like AI. You know, take my take mm. my crappy geo and turn it into something you know good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but as far as like uh, animation, though, are you looking at any short stuff, or is it more like you just like doing the effects for it, or like what's the? Do you have any plans? You know, like it's really hard. Like I feel like I resonate most with most with the idea of being a generalist. I really mm-hmm. just and like my psychology background like plays like a huge role. So like I just I like to make things that make people feel things and reconsider things so you know i could imagine working on like an animated short uh i haven't done that before but um i i could see that being really cool um and you know maxon like they they give me like a lot of flexibility i think like if i went to simon i was like hey i got this idea for an animated short mm-hmm. like he'd be like brilliant and like he brilliant probably yeah. approve it yeah spot of tea oh <laughs> west ham no, he doesn't no, like West Ham. Oh, he doesn't like West Ham. No, he hates West right. Ham. That's right. Yeah. Y'all are enemies. Uh, uh, what is it? Man City? That's what he likes, Man- I think. Man- Manchester? Manchester. Yeah. Manchester. United? United? I don't, I don't know. I'm just making up words. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really believable, though. I'm, like, yeah, I'm right. on board with whatever you're making know. up. Let's put it in AI and make a story. I, I only <laughs> care about uh, West Ham United. You know. Yeah. What's your history with West Ham United? And what's, is there a story uh, there? I really like uh, the IT crowd. And um, during the uh, episode where he was pretending to be a fan of football, uh, he was trying not to get beat up when they asked him what his favorite team was. So he looked over and he saw a ham and he said, West Ham, you know? <laughs> and I thought that was like the perfect. I mean, because. You know, normally you pick a team that you're, you know, that you live by or whatever, and you follow that team. I mean, for that, for us, it's FC Dallas. I don't care about that. So I thought it would be perfect (laughs) to start following a team based off of a funny joke. And so I really, I I like West Ham United. I had a, I don't remember what the names of the cities were, but like I, I had a friend who at a bar one time was trying to pretend he was like british or something mm-hmm. and somebody was like who was british was talking to him he's like where are you from he's like i'm from west ham like you know i don't remember what he said but then the guy's uh, like i'm from breckenridge and then he's just like oh god what did i do <laughs> he didn't have any more information to feed him at that point uh, um doing a short doing a short though man i it's that's that's rough like even like doing dailies is hard enough yeah doing a short i just did that one and that's like the only one i've ever really done and it's just it mm-hmm. can be soul and how long was it dave it's a minute long yeah this is a minute and it took long. you what 10 days 11 days over the course of 11 days yeah yeah in between clients oh, and stuff. And it can yeah. be, you know, if you're under a deadline, it's harder, but it's also good because, like, you have to make decisions at some point whether or not a scene is good enough and just go with it. Right. But um, it's hard. It's really hard. Like, I have a new respect for it because when people put stuff out on the internet, 
and you're just scrolling past it, you know, yeah. I think twice. Someone's like, oh, I just finished this. I've been working on it all month. And sometimes you're like, yeah, I'll watch it later, you know, add to yeah. add to bookmark, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you don't go back to it. But man, that's like people's uh, people's entire life for a long period of time. You know, mm-hmm. it's a tough thing to do. I have much respect for it now. Yeah. Um, it's like, Isn't that like such it, a great thing yeah. though? Like you, I mean, you learn so much by those, like mm-hmm. that process, like it, and that's like what I love about filmmaking, you know, like you, you do this thing and it's so, so, so hard and you fail so much more than you thought that you would fail. But like, those are the times that like, I don't, they just feel so good. You feel so like alive because like you're in it. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. doing mm-hmm. like the standard work for the client. You're not just like, yeah. you know, like this year is not like any other. You did this like landmark thing that you won't forget ever. And like that, I don't know, it feels good to be living life in that way where you're like in it and you're doing stuff and you're pushing yourself and you're failing all the time and learning <laughs> all those yeah. lessons. And like, I don't know, something about that is a, is pretty cool. I miss doing that for sure. Yeah, because mm-hmm. when you work and on stuff for clients, I mean, unless it's like a really great client, you don't have the same feel. It's like it's not your thing. You know, you might be working by their guidelines, so you can't make decisions in the moment that, you know, change on the fly or whatever or, or, or be able to say, oh, it's good enough because sometimes they say, no, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a, you know, besides that, that – the learning experience besides the sense of i guess accomplishment um it's just amazing when you get into something and you get in that flow right mm-hmm. you know um what do you call what do you call it? it's the adhd term. hyperfixation hyperfixation mm-hmm. i was telling julie about this last night i'm like we were talking about you know your watch goes off if you don't stand up at 10 till every mm-hmm. you know every hour if you have an Apple Watch and tells you to get up, walk around, and I turned that off the first day that I got my Apple Watch. <laughs> well, you don't want to get a blood clot, you know. I mean, like that's the the point of it, really. Not be oh. sitting so much that you get clots. If you think legs. my ADD is so well trained that I don't get out of my seat at you know <laughs> yeah. every hour for at least ten minutes, right? But the hyperfixation takes away from that. So yeah. like I don't my. I was telling her my watch doesn't usually do that, but what would happen is I'd start working and it would go off and then I'd, you know, work for five more minutes or something. And then all of a sudden it would go off again. And I'm like, it's been five minutes. Oh, it's been an hour. Yeah. And then I would do it. Again. It's going off a third time. Have I really been sitting here for three hours? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, those are the moments where you're like, okay, you must be hopefully enjoying what you're doing. If that happens, <laughs> um, but yeah, you get hyper fixation mode. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's also hard. So yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like what you were saying too about you know uh, with clients and stuff like that. Like especially if you are directing, writing, producing. Like if you're in charge, like you are the mm-hmm. one like writing the checks, and it's all about you. Like it's very like it's a very vulnerable thing to do because you know if you do client work and they say make the logo too big or you know yeah. make this color thing that clashes or whatever, it's like you can put it on them, and it's very comforting to be like, well. You know, it's their fault that this turned out this way or I would have Mm -hmm. changed this. And like you can rely on someone else's bad decision making 
to shield you from, you know, looking at the reality of your own flaws. Mm -hmm. But when you're producing and writing and you're you are the one in charge of everything, like it's just you feel very exposed because like if something's bad, it's like 100 percent you. Mm -hmm. And so that's also like a really kind of cool exercise for those of us that, you know, those of you guys that work with like big clients and mm -hmm. whatever, where you don't always have that much of a say or a final say you know when you do something like that that's a creative project you don't have any kind of buffer you know you can't say like oh well i would have done this but it's that person's fault like you're the one in charge ultimately right. and it's mm -hmm. all on your shoulders you get you kind of see what you're made of you can see your own design style their you know, your own choices a little bit more clearly than you can like doing big client work so that's kind of cool you know i learned a lot through the whole process um and I was uh, I I spoke about my piece a little bit at the Colorado meetup this weekend, and I the first thing I told everybody is in the first scene, that's the one I hate the most. That's the <laughs> shot I hate the mm -hmm. most because it was mm -hmm. the first thing I did, and I hadn't like established a look. I hadn't been through the process, and even just learned the things that I learned in that time. So by the mm -hmm. time I got to the later shots, I felt like I had a process and a look and everything. And if I went and redid the first redid shot again, them. it would look yeah. different. Yeah. Know? Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So like, what was like some of your, the things you took away from that? Like what are some of your like big learning experiences that you did got from the short? Um, one of the big things is how to handle complex scenes inside of cinema 4d, which needs a mute button. Because um, that was one of the big things. Like, it really was. Like, it's it's not that Cinema 4D had a hard time with it. It was that I was throwing a lot at it. I was pushing things to the limits between VDBs and uh, complex sims and cloth and tearing and um, uh, motion graphics uh, or, or MoGraph effectors, all that kind of stuff. Uh, large scenes, 35, 40 million polys. Uh, Voronoi fracture everywhere with dynamics like that's the kind of th kind of thing that usually my I have had clients with complex scenes but like <laughs> when you have a vision and in order to accomplish that vision you have to do something complex and then you have to figure out how to manage something that complex that's that's something that I learned because no program is going to be able to handle everything in its entirety like that with zero problems Mm -hmm. You know, you're so you learn how to manage a scene. That's nice because then when somebody comes to you and they say, I want a scene and it's going to have smoke and fire and things are going to be exploding and there's going to be cloth and, you know, it's going to have like all these complex models. Then you say, OK, I know how to do that. I'll hit the mute button. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I'm relying on you here to, to, you know, pass the word, you know, on the mute button. Yeah, um, other things <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> yeah, I learned stuff about rendering. Um, I learned stuff about, um, you know, I, I had the usual things you come up against with render engines and, and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm it, it's hard to pinpoint one thing. I'm going to kind of break it down on my, um, on my Instagram and on my TikTok. Um, you know, I'm going to try and start doing that this week. I was giving myself a minute to step away from it <laughs> and also finish some client projects so that I could um, get to it. But I'm going to do a bunch of TikToks. I'm going to go through each scene. I'm going to talk about what I learned. There's oh, a wow. lot, you know, of integration I did between 3D, 2D scenes and After Effects. A lot of Red Giant plugins, you know, that 
I was even discovering for the first time. I didn't know much about the HUD components until I did this. And I was like, oh, oh that's great, right? I don't have to use my own stuff. I can just click these buttons. It's like all because I just needed like a little bit of HUD and a little yes. target thing to move around. And I'm like, I don't even have to go in Photoshop. I'll just use this. Yes. Nobody like nobody's going to be like, oh, that's Red Giant. Yeah, thumbs yeah. down. You know, because you didn't make that from scratch yourself. Um, so I, yeah, I'm such a huge. It's like it's so heartwarming to hear you talk about that because like there are so many effects in universe that like are just real lifesavers like that. Mm-hmm. Where like you just want a lot of complexity and you just don't want to, you know, take a bunch of time. And it just makes things. My favorite one is line. <laughs> it's like line. so dumb, but if you want to make like an arrow with like that's flexible and moves along a path, and you can change the arrowhead and you know just animate it over time, or even just like a line that follows a path, like your Indiana Jones like you know flight mm-hmm. path or whatever. Like line makes that so much. It, like in After Effects, it should be so much easier than it is, and it's right. It's not. So I love yeah. effects like that. And Did you just so ask cool that you favorite curious. plugin was. Huh? No, we were talking about no. universe okay. uh, plugins. Okay. Yeah. That was I was using a question. lot of I was using a lot of universe <laughs> on on mm-hmm. that short. Um, I'm I'm a purist at heart, so I don't get heavy into plugins unless absolutely necessary. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do stuff that's like probably harder than it should be if I would just get a plugin. But like, mm-hmm. um, that was my main thing. You know, it's like, oh, I need um. Like the HUD thing I was talking about. Oh, I need I need that. I wanted um, to integrate some stuff in 2.5D and, and all of that. And it was just really easy to sit there and add plugins rather than just try and right. figure out how to do it from scratch. So, <clears throat> yeah. What is yeah. your favorite Red Giant plugin? Mm. Oh, good question. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes, and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. You know, um, it's historically been form. Like, okay. uh, I fell in love. Like, they had me, uh, hired me to do, like, a form series. It's on YouTube. It's, like, a 10-part thing. I don't um, think I even know what form is. See, a lot of people don't. And, like, I wasn't as familiar with it. I feel until, like, like there's a ton of amazing plugins that Red Giant creates mm-hmm. that, like, yes. I just, like, everyone knows particular. You know? Right, everyone right. knows of particular. In everyone particular. knows the ua the vhs filter in oh, the universe you know yes. yeah 
but and shine everyone knows shine i feel like everyone <laughs> probably knows shine i i used the hell out of shine this weekend you know? <laughs> anyway but yeah uh, like form is one that i'm i'm not 100 percent sure on yeah i think like this is like m- my favorite part of my job is like um well one of my favorite parts of my job like just like letting people know about like really cool tools that can help them that they're unaware of mm-hmm. and uh form is like that for me like Aaron was like we need you to teach form and i was like i don't really know form that well but like i kind of learned <laughs> it to teach it mm-hmm. and then just fell madly passionately in love it's all, not only just my favorite red giant thing it's like my favorite thing in after effects like okay my favorite After Effects thing, period, is form, um, which is now in particular. So it's like an aspect of particular. But basically, mm-hmm. like, form is like what particular particles would be. It's just like a particle system. But, like, the particles don't, like, die. They're not, like, born and emitted. They're just, like, there. Oh. And so then you can do all kinds of, like, really nutty things with them that you can't do with regular particles. So if you had, like, you know, a fractal map in the background that can displace them and move them around... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or like if you want to put them around a 3D object and make a hologram or if you want to displace them with audio or you know, there's like a million things that you can do with uh, foreign particles that are just really difficult to do. Uh, I, I use it for UI stuff because you could have just like the, the fractal map not displace them, but use the fractal map to like randomize like opacity or whatever mm-hmm. else, you know? So it's just a great way to create like a lot of complexity very quickly. And it's just like one of those things that like you learn the tool and then you see a million different ways to utilize the tool. Gotcha. Um, and Trapcode Mirror is kind of the same way. Like Trapcode Mirror is like my new favorite uh, darling. I, and it was the same thing where like um, Simon asked me to create um, a mirror, a getting started with mirror course for the new Cineversity that just launched this week, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, That's something and, uh, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, it, like, it was pretty cool. So I, I learned a lot from um, going through that mirror course. And so like mirror is kind of like my favorite right now. It's like so flexible, mm-hmm. um, but it's like the same type of thing where it's like form where it's just like, what does it even do? It's just like, so, but form is even yeah. weirder than, or uh, mirror is even weirder than form. Mirror is even more <laughs> like, Okay, what what the hell is happening here? Um, and um, mirror is just like you just take a three D mesh, and then you can you mess with it in a bunch of different ways. So so you can actually import three D objects into mirror. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can you texture yeah. them in there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And there's a, there's actually a hologram plugin too. Speaking of which, the hologram thing you're talking mm. about, right? Isn't there? There uh, there's a hologram effect. Oh, there's holomatrix in um, in universe. Mm. Yeah, I use yeah. the crap out of holomatrix. Yeah, that's a yeah, cool one. Yeah, I yeah, think it's an think RN creation too. I wish some of these. I wish some of these tools were a bit more user friendly. You know, hmm. tell me more about that. How? Well, I mean, if you look at if you look at holomatrix, there's a lot of options there. You know. That's my biggest. Yeah. Th- that's that's. I mean, I'm. I am. You dumb. need a TLDR you know? interface to go on top. I do need a TLDR interface. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, and that's that's. You know, the ADHD kicks in, and it's like I see all these options, and I was like, ah, I, I'm out. I'm out. I need yeah. something simple. You know, mm. like an over-encompassing. You know, <laughs> add Chris, more glitch. Chris says, yeah. "What's the point of filling up 48 gig of RAM if I if I." Don't have a mute button. I don't have right. a mute. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <clears throat> uh, Cineversity, the new Cineversity, is out. The yeah. old one still exists in its form. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but the new one is cineversity.maxon.net. Um, okay. And uh, I'll bring it up here on the screen. You can see. And, and I, I love this. The way it's set up now, you can like, what do you want to create? Filter by product or, you know, check out a getting started series. And I love this, like featured to topics. Signed in. Ooh, it's pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah, you it's want cool. to learn. real nice. Really like yeah, you click what you want to learn, right? So like somebody who is trying to learn visual effects specifically will go to like this section here and then it will bring nice. up those results and uh, what I think Paul said on the stream last week is that you know they're bringing in tutorials from everywhere as well you know not just their tutorials right but like if other people have tutorials they're going to add this kind of to the, the library um, yeah they like they ask us all the time like hey if you find tutorials that you like that are not by us like YouTube stuff whatever like you know the stuff that you could vouch for that's like really incredible like um send them links and they'll incorporate it because it's like yeah they wanted to make it like um just like really aggregated and very very like uh useful like where there's just like not like you know a bunch of riffraff and, and garbage yeah. with stuff that's like yeah. really curated and i mean that was the thing added. with the old cineversity is like you could get stuff all the way back from r15 <laughs> if you wanted right you know yeah like it was really hard to to find what you well there's needed. a category for external yeah. tutorials right now and there's only four Ooh. in here but that's what they're going to expand on you got ej noseman chris mm -hmm. schmidt uh, this is well this is a red giant one i don't know why that's in here oh unless it's means it's just using red giant zach mccarthy uh let's see leaving university let's see what this is this is all new for me this is exciting <laughs> cg, CG visuals funny Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The Maxon app. Love fluids, yeah. So yeah, this is really great. And so I guess they both exist for now. I don't know if you know what the plan is to mm -hmm. you know moving forward, but um, this is really great. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I uh, I'm really happy with um, all that stuff there. Um, those of you that are looking to get into ZBrush, Anna Carolina did like a ZBrush series that's like so fantastic i mean she's just great anyways she's a, um she she's, a, she's a great teacher and uh mm -hmm. you saw her at uh, nab mm -hmm. and uh she's just a, a great yeah. a great teacher she's really really skilled at zbrush and also a good teacher which is you know it's tough to find mm -hmm. uh somebody who's like both a great artist and a great teacher and uh she's that i watched that series and it's just phenomenal so there's a lot i mean there's i probably shouldn't single that out because it's like it's you know a lot of a lot of good stuff on there <laughs> All the great teachers. Mm -hmm. All the great teachers. All the great teachers. Um, mm. Let's do. Let's do some MoGraph recommends. Uh, do it. Got uh, some questions. This is where here. we really learn who you are. That's right. And we really judge you. That's right. Okay. As a person. <laughs> and an artist. All right. I'm ready. Bring we'll on ask the, you bring on the judgment. Yeah. We'll we'll ask you, and this could be all time favorite or just recent favorite. It doesn't have to yeah. be like you know. Um, and so we'll start with movie. Tell us what your favorite movie is. Uh, All-time favorite is uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It uh, changed the course of my That's life. That's great. My dog's name is George Bailey. <laughs> True. Mary. 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 Uh, I love that connection. GB. GB. This is, this is George Bailey. <laughs> oh. Hello, Bedford Falls. Well, well, I don't have your money. I don't have your kibble. Your kibble's house. Your kibble's house. 
Whoa, 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 Barry. I, I want a big Barry. one. I, I want a big one. Hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> Good boy. boy, I'm so that's glad George I said it's Wonderful Life. That's oh, fantastic. Yeah. We had oh, like yeah. uh, a couple minutes of bad It's Wonderful Life impression. <laughs> my, my wife wanted to name him George Bailey when we got him, and I was like, that is the stupidest name ever. And he's he's just good now. I love this boy. He's my favorite boy. He's the best boy. GB. That's fantastic. GB. GB. George Bailey. GB. He doesn't even know. His, his name initially name. was Dum Dum because I didn't want to say George Bailey in his like and he was really stupid when he was a puppy. So and he would only answer to Dum Dum. <laughs> but now he's fine. He's George. He's GB. George yes, I know. That why. is That's adorable. Hey guys. Can I be on the show? How come he doesn't sound like George Bailey, though? That's what I don't get. Because he's got to grow into that voice. Oh, okay. (laughs) As as he gets older, he's he's going to learn. (laughs) All right. I love Uh, you. What's the next one? TV show? Yeah, TV TV show. show. Um, I, jeez. I, I don't know. You know, I just did see uh, Peacemaker is the one that sticks out as like a really great That's show. That's the you know, John Cena one? Is that... Is yeah. That, okay. I've heard really yeah. good things oh, okay. about it. Didn't yeah, it's... James super, Gunn do that one? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And it's like very like vintage James Gunn. It's like super over the top and ridiculous, but there's also like heart and mm-hmm. I just That's thought it was... What, there, wasn't fantastic. there a movie called Peacemaker with like George Clooney or something? Mm, I don't know. Hmm. Like a really old. Movie. Also, Severance. I just saw. I just finished Severance. Did y'all yeah, watch Severance? Severance. Uh, Peacemaker. Oh, man. With George Severance. Clooney and Nicole Kidman. Oh, that was the one with uh, the Adam dude from Scott. The Office. Yeah. yeah. Or not The Office. The uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. I, yeah. I have heard good things about this. I was actually thinking about this show yesterday that I should watch oh, it. Is it? It is, is it? fantastic. Is it? Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. I have yeah. to sign up for Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus now. If you like mm. liminal spaces. I'll just wait until the next oh. season of... Ted Lasso? Uh, Ted Lasso, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll watch Severance as well. Yeah, yeah if, you're looking for your like a, if you're looking for a Ted Lasso uh, substitute for the time being, you can watch Welcome to Wrexham on Hulu. That's also oh, is it, a is phenomenal that good? show. It's okay, phenomenal. cool. Damn near killed him. Yeah. I do love myself some. Uh, <laughs> what? I said Rexum. Damn near killed him. <laughs> um, I do love myself some. Uh, some what's his name? The 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 dude from It's Always Sunny. Uh, Rob McElhenney. Rob McElhenney. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That dude. It's very Rob McElhenney. In this show. Is it? All right. Yeah. I, I love though. It's Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny is such a funny show. I think it might be like, the funniest show in existence. I don't. I would love I, to hear like something like challenge that, but uh-huh. I, I think that might be the funniest show ever made. The the thing is, like, I had a hard time getting into it because you know there's always a character that you want to root for or whatever. <laughs> but this show, it's the only show I've ever seen where you actually root for all of them to fail. You yes. know, or like. It, it it is it's it's so it's it, there's no redeeming qualities for any of them they're all <laughs> awful people yes. and like you just can't wait you enjoy watching them make jackasses of themselves it's great yes yeah and that's like a really like amazing writing thing because like i watch other shows where i just like hate everyone and it's just like mm-hmm. i can't watch this because i hate everyone right it's like <laughs> 
the show gets that they're hateable and like that's like a an amazing thing i don't understand how that works but it's it's brilliant yeah yeah now now so here's good. the very interesting one is your favorite music mm-hmm mm. so like i am uh like a, a punk rocker by trade uh that's yeah, like oh my boy. um my roots go very deep with the uh i've been like been in punk punk bands for um decades and uh but the the unconventional answer like i'm super into like uh like lounge jazz from the 60s <laughs> like tiki music i, I, I need rock, to give you, you know dun, 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 give me dun, dun, some sex pistols and some exactly. screeching weasel but you know yeah. like uh give me girl from ipanema and i'm like exactly <laughs> i need i need no to give you some more like judging about. fodder you know right like, i can't <laughs> If I say like punk rock, it's a pretty like you know, it's like oh okay. It depends. I mean, what genre are you talking? Like That's early true. punk rock, Ramon Sex Pistols? Are you talking yes. like pump pop, pump pop, punk pop? Are you talking more of like an emo punk rock? You know, are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah, flippy sex ones. Then then you can like slowly merge into the, the ska genre, which you know oh, I really boy. enjoy. Don't get you do? Started. You're a ska guy. Okay, don't oh, man, get him started. Ska. Don't even ska get him started. So good. Sorry. I have to okay go man talk, talk about ska things <laughs> no i just i just really we're all getting ska. judged here it's a it's safe right. space no everyone <laughs> knows how terrible of a person i am by my terrible tastes we're here to judge but, you but like what about this like what are your favorite like ska ska bands because i, was, I uh, lived in southern california during like, okay. the height of that so i was like so you know. if you like punk rock and you grew up on punk rock uh check out the mad caddies the Mad Caddies have Mad an Caddies. album. I've seen Mad Caddies like a bunch of times. Yeah, so like if you if they've got an album uh, where it is just punk rock cover songs in ska, and it's amazing. They like cover like uh, uh, Bad Religion, uh, Green Day, Green Day, uh, She, like that in, in in ska is amazing, you know. And then you okay. got uh, Propagandi covering a bunch of Propagandi songs, which you wouldn't think. You think they would do ska sucks, you know. But they don't yeah. do Scott Sucks. They do, like, one of the... Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Off of uh, uh, Let's Talk More Rock. What if Wait, they no, did, no, no. like, Ska versions of Ska? <laughs> it's like, a, like a more, like, hyper-Ska? Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, like meta-Ska. Meta Come on, man. Don't you know this? Come on. Oh, that's reggae. You pipe it into itself and it becomes reggae. Right. Right. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> hey, chat, GTP, write me a good Scott song. Jamming. <laughs> Jamming. It's like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Crowd furiously skanks. <laughs> yeah. How would the music go? Love myself some interrupters. They're like new Dude, Scott. Yeah. They're great. Fantastic. Yeah, interrupters are great. I've seen yeah. them uh, a few times here too in Seattle. Mm. The flandibities. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> uh, All right, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Shows uh, about you. yeah. Any any other? Uh, do you listen to this music while you're working, or do you need like a uh, something more lounge? I would really, yeah, lounge is like my favorite music to listen to while I'm working because it's like, um, it's kind of soothing. It's sometimes energizing. It's sometimes calming, but like it's more, it's like less intense. So I can't like listen to like, you know, bouncing souls when I'm working most it's of the like, time because it's just like. It's like easy listening punk rock. <laughs> it is. It is. It's like soft. And, you know, it's like, I don't, 
know any, like every single person in my life busts my balls. Like I, I don't know anybody who's just kind of like, yes, like that's so great. Les Baxter, totally into it. Martin Denny, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> like no one is like, that's a cool music choice. Like no matter I mean, he's how... no Roy Donk, but you know. <laughs> Please tell me you get that reference. Please tell me you get that reference. That sounds nope. so familiar, but I can't place it where it was. But I know of I've heard this name before, but I can't I can't place where it's from. <laughs> I'm so sorry I left you hanging with your Have you have you seen uh, uh I think you should leave on Netflix? Yes. Oh yeah. There's like that's that really, from? really terrible guy and they're playing charades and he's like <laughs> Oh that's right! And he freaks he's no out. Roy Donk. <laughs> Yes, you burned like your lips down. on. You burned your lips on gazpacho, cold gazpacho. <laughs> well, when you're expecting warm gazpacho. <laughs> that show is nuts. Oh man, it's so show funny. Is, show is fantastic. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't get your Roy Donk reference. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> that was a... and I'm just talking about classic jazz here. You, know, <laughs> you should check out Trash Theory. Trash Theory. Okay. Hmm. And Matt oh, okay. says, Matt yeah. says, hi guys. Oh, that's my wife. I figured. <laughs> Hi, Amy. My wife. You missed George Bailey was on earlier. We were yeah. talking about George Bailey. <clears throat> I don't know where your motion graphics are. <laughs> Chad's house. James' oh, house. It's over there. <laughs> what else? Oh, speaking of which, when you're listening, when you're working, do you ever listen to podcasts? You know, like I try, but like I get too sucked in. Like I just, mm -hmm. I, I get too, it's too engaging for me. Um, or if I'm not paying attention, it's too distracting. So like it, watching TV shows or listening to podcasts, it's like too much. I need something more backgroundy. I feel mm -hmm. like all the cool, like ADHD motion graphics people like listen to podcasts while they're working, but my brain isn't I can't, at I can't, the same speed. Yeah. I, I don't know. Sometimes I can do it. Sometimes I can't. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, podcasts for me are really good while I'm driving because I can focus on something completely different. You know, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like with me, I get hyper fixated on like doing motion graphics or like how something moves, you know, yeah, yeah. that I need to like not listen to it's, words. It's like the thing you when know? you're yes. trying to like find a place with directions and you have to turn down yes. the radio. You have to turn it's down that, the radio. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, which is fine. It's fine if you're doing just like, you know, kind of like you know boring mundane like you send before d you're in it and you're like uh keyframe keyframe text blah blah mm -hmm. blah but then you start working on something complex and you're like oh, i can't i can't yeah think yeah yep yeah but i'm also while well, i drive matt too i i'm an audiobooks guy mm -hmm. i'm like an mm. audibleaholic and i have to like be listening to podcasts or audiobooks like all the time while i'm driving have you uh heard dave grohl's uh uh biography yes. oh so mm -hmm. good so, so good. excellent so yeah. so good yeah that was have you seen one. the uh words and music um like series that audible has i don't think it's like so. if, if you're like if you sign up for audible like you have like this membership or whatever like they mm -hmm. have like a words and music series where they have like different musicians and like i don't know, I think they release one like every month or something like that but it's usually like an hour hour and a half and they just have the musician like talking and then they'll break into their story like billy joe armstrong from green day did one mm -hmm. that was really good they just came out with a tenacious d one that was really nice. good 
uh, Laura Jane Grace, who's a singer mm-hmm. from Against Me. Um, she had one that was like phenomenal and told like her story about coming out as trans and stuff like that. It was, it's like they have some like really great um, ones in that series. Uh, so it's pretty That's cool. cool. So I have to out. check that out. Dave Grohl. I mostly Dave- just uh, read the books that my wife downloads on Audible if I <laughs> want them. Dave Grohl looks like the drummer from Nirvana, by the way. Have you ever noticed? I that? know it's crazy <laughs> how similar they look. Yeah. Um, Amy, Amy said, um, "I'm sorry you had to listen to Matt talk about ska." Um, <laughs> huh? I, oh, I know that we talked about your favorite Red Giant plugin. Do you mm-hmm. have yeah. a, a, like an overall, not mm. Render Engines, but like overall. overall plugin, or is that it? Um. Um. Yeah, those are probably like my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into Houdini a lot. I like I like Houdini. Yeah. It doesn't count as a plugin, but um, I, I like Houdini. What are you doing in Houdini? Yeah. Um. You know, I somehow like I can't Houdini in my brain. They <laughs> they work. They work. Yeah. <laughs> they they work. My brain just kind of. I, I like the way at. Um, it just kind of makes sense to me. So um, I do some kind of like modeling in, before they killed off that link, you know, that link between Cinema and Houdini. Like, I love that thing. Like that was my workflow. Like I would just like model basic things in Cinema, bring them over into Houdini, bring them back into Cinema. Um, So like that was like my preferred workflow because there's like so many things are just so much easier in Cinema, like especially with spline stuff. and uh, so, yeah, obviously doing like sims and particles and stuff like that in Houdini as well. But even like a lot of um, model- terrains, I really, really like uh, mm-hmm. terrain stuff. And um, Houdini terrains just make a lot of sense to me. And um, I th- if anyone's looking to get into Houdini, because a lot of like motion graphics artists, they talk about getting into Houdini, like terrains, like that's the gateway drug. Like mm-hmm. terrains and okay. Houdini are like very simple. And um, it's a great way to like learn like the node workflow and the structure of Houdini and stuff like that, too. So. So tip. Now, uh, on your iPhone, muscle memory, <laughs> pick up your iPhone. Okay. Just not thinking about it. What's the first thing your finger clicks? What app? Oh God. Um. Probably. I mean, other than like messages and mail. Yeah. Like, like is it Insta? Is it TikTok? Teams. Like, what are you? What are you addicted to? Is it Teams? Microsoft Teams. Yeah, Teams for sure. For sure, Teams <laughs> for, for work. Fun. But like. For fun. For fun. You know, honestly, like, I've worked really, really hard the last few years to try to, like, wean myself off of, like, any phone things, like, Mm -hmm. as, like, a mental health... Lucky. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Lucky, yeah. So, like... Yeah, it's just been like so uh, liberating. I mean, the downside is that like no one, like I don't have any kind of connection, so like no one knows who I am, no one sees my work, and you know, like you you lose a lot of stuff by not being where everyone is. So mm-hmm. it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but like I'm also like really really happy, and like when I go on a vacation, <laughs> What's that like? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, generally, I mean, I have like, you know, bad times and stuff like that too, but you know, it used to be that like when I was, it was just all consuming. So even if I'm on vacation and something's happening, I'm thinking like, okay, how could I shoot this? So it would look cool on social media. And Mm -hmm. it was just like always on my mind, even when I wasn't glued to the app, which I almost always was, but it's just like this like plague that like this internal plague that just kind of like, uh, took over my life in so many ways. And so, Mm -hmm. um, 
just getting away from that has been like really important. So like I'll, I'll go to Instagram. Like that's probably like my go-to if I am feeling kind of like bleh and I just mm-hmm. need something to kind of like zone out to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I try and, to try to avoid as much as I can. You know, you, there is a certain amount of, I don't know what you would call it, market research, something. If you are posting online, you kind of have to be up with some of the trends and, and things and know what, people are doing yeah. what people are into if you're posting tiktoks mm-hmm. you know to to know what songs are popular or what memes are going on can be helpful yeah you know um, oh totally so, i saw i but i saw a, a tiktok the other day where someone had uh like done a you know these were the songs or trends that were popular throughout the years or throughout this year you know and i'm looking back on those i'm like wow that feels like 10 years ago, ago. <laughs> you know yeah jeez it is kind of hard though, because yeah, like you don't you miss out on this kind of like uh, sense of community that mm-hmm. everybody has. Like you guys are like, yeah, I'm sure everybody's sick of talking about this thing that came out last week, and I'm like, I've never yeah. heard of it. So yeah. like, I don't know what's going on with the world, and um, you know, like the the trends that happen. Like now, trends happen so fast. It's like mm-hmm. they come and they go in like a couple weeks, and like I sometimes miss it completely so you just wait until the last month of the year and then crash course all the trends right you know i should so somebody needs to put together like some like five minute digest of like here's right? what's happening in your world today in this yeah. month here's it kind of happens things, with but... the the tiktoks so it's like what was your most viral video this year they do that mm-hmm. every year it seems now how many bananas did you scroll on reddit <laughs> i don't what oh man reddit bananas? like they yeah, so they do a uh, they do a, a year breakdown on Reddit, and I scrolled one hundred and forty thousand bananas. Wait, I don't understand. Bananas? Yeah. What? Like, I like don't understand what that a means. banana worth of your screen time, right? Uh, like, so you scrolled <laughs> as you're scrolling. Oh, for scale. So if I were to take okay. one hundred and forty thousand bananas, that's how many times I swiped up. But, right. Okay, but does does it have you wow. enter your phone? Because what if you just have a smaller phone? I mean, yeah, I mean it's anytime you're logged in under your thing. Yeah, but if you scroll up I one, it's spent further. enough time on Reddit to go to the moon three point four times. <laughs> wow, you scrolled the moon, and I'm in the top one percent of uh, karma earners you on Reddit. Wow. Comment a lot? No. Well, I just I just from? make quality content where I post something and then oh. it blows up. Where do you post it on Reddit? Wow. I don't know. I posted that Metroid thing on the Metroid subreddit. I got like oh. two thousand up up upvotes. Updutes. Updutes. You were. I I completely like. I feel like I missed Spooky Skeleton October this year. It didn't, didn't happen. Any of it. I didn't see any What's Spooky Skeleton. That? Yeah. I didn't either. What's up with the updutes? I don't know. Huh. That's it's weird. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's something else I was gonna say. Oh, oh, like um, oh, what are the like doubloons on TikTok? Have you the whole doubloon thing? Have no. You- do you know? Uh, do you know this was you as a baby? <laughs> no. Oh my god! It's so weird how the algorithm will get you into things like that for some and the not thing, for the this was you as a baby thing is hilarious. Like, what's the- it, have you seen the video? The video, <laughs> we're totally going off subject. I know. <laughs> Have you great. seen the I'm... video of like the little puppet with a green hat on, you know, and they're like waving it around or something and it's just flying and it's got this like ethereal music or whatever. So they, mm-hmm. 
someone posted that one and then someone a bunch of people kept commenting oh that 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 was me as a baby and then people would <laughs> would uh duet it with their kids and be like hey this is you as a baby do you remember this and the kids would be like yeah i remember that <laughs> vaguely i feel like i saw one of those oh my gosh i'll find it and you'll be like this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen you know but like i i didn't think they're they're like I'll save a bunch of stuff. So I only like like stuff so that I can show Amy later, you mm-hmm. know, things that I think she might enjoy because one of one of the biggest joys I get in my life is showing her TikToks that I found that makes her cry laughing and it's you as a baby made her laugh so hard that like it just brought so much joy into my life and it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, Oh, look, it's uh, you as a baby. And then I, I I did it to Cooper. I said, hey, this is you as a baby. Do you remember this? And he goes, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, what were you doing? And he's like, I, I, I had a green hat on. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You know what's really interesting about TikTok? And, like, I've never talked to anybody about this, so I haven't, like, uh, checked this um, for goodness of uh, <laughs> conversation fodder uh-huh. yet. Uh, but, you know, I've never installed TikTok and it feels like from my perspective that like people who are into TikTok, it it like trains you to like TikTok. I don't know how to, uh, how else to describe that's it. That's because no. it's good. Yeah, it is like and, and, and I it, don't mean I, that's a that's a general statement, but it's okay. good as in it's it's more fun to to do. Do and, you remember when you, they introduced yeah. endless scrolling? on like Facebook or Twitter or like Reddit to where you no longer had to click next page. It was just endless scrolling, you know? Okay. Like the amount of time that you would spend on a website when endless scrolling was introduced, Mm -hmm. you know, went exponentially up because you wouldn't have to take a break and hit next page or realize you're on the 20th page or 100th page of of Reddit or whatever. Mm. You know, and that's the thing with TikTok. You swipe up, it's a new video, it's a new chance to laugh your ass off for, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, you failed. Up, next one. Next and when one, I say good, one. I don't and necessarily And you do it for like four hours right. straight before you go to bed. <laughs> right. It, it's good as in it's entertaining and, and all of that. And it's it, mm-hmm. it kind of leaves you feeling better than you do if you go on Facebook and see everybody arguing with it their cousins does. about politics. But, yeah, Here's the amount the thing, of time though, is I, not uh, good. I, I put – so I have so many people in Facebook uh, limbo, you mm-hmm. know, friend request limbo, that I have considered I think I'm going to accept everyone. You know, literally except ever, all 250 people who are waiting right now, like <laughs> ones who have been waiting for like 10 years, I'm just going to accept them randomly. Because now you're not even on there and people I mean, like me I go too. on like, there, just on I go TikTok. on there, you know, I have all my pictures hidden basically so where only I can see them, you know, because I don't need people seeing pictures of me. I don't give a crap about that. Let people see the pictures that people tag of me, whatever, you know, but it's like... It's like my timeline on Facebook is awful. It's terrible. It's literally just ads. And I don't know if that's because I have no f- new friends, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I just I enjoy learning things in little snippets on TikTok. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do mm. get some politics. I get some audio stuff. I get some motion graphics. Yep. And it's in little chunks, and I can watch a little bit of it in the bathroom. You get to see videos of you as a baby. <laughs> or, you know? or I can watch a whole bunch of it. Sometimes, you know... Here's one of the things I thought about the other day. 
three years ago, when I was with, you know, you get some food, you order food, and you want to sit down and watch something on TV, and then mm-hmm. you get your food and it's hot. You sit down, and then something's not working, and then you got to fix the Wi-Fi, and then you get it working, you got to log in, and then you can't find anything on Netflix because nothing really looks good. And then you watch mm-hmm. some previews, and then you finally find something, and you turn it on to eat your food, and it's cold. And then Mm -hmm. you are done eating in like three minutes and you turn the thing off. To me, like if that's what I love TikTok for, I sit down, I've got three minutes to do nothing right now. I'm in line at the bank, whatever it is, turn it on. And I have instant entertainment and I'm not worrying about what to watch. And I really do like not watch a lot of TV because of it now. And and it's not necessarily a hundred percent entertainment and worthless crap it actually is it's informative and educational and not as much as in china where it's all That's educational what, but yeah you know <laughs> so it's worth a try just you don't know, get into it limit don't. yourself <laughs> don't man it just, so, it's, i'm fascinated by it because the people that i know like in the last couple of years that have gotten into it they'll be like oh my god i have to show you this video and <clears throat> in the last like you know 12 years i've gotten a lot of oh my god you have to see this video thrown at me you know right and youtube dubbed over of course the quality of that has like plummeted because like it's like i don't it's like i don't get like if somebody sends me like a like a facebook video like oh my god you got to see this thing it's like a clip from it's always sunny or something like that it's like yes that's great but like when somebody shows me a tiktok it's like watch this guy like dance and walk out into the rain or just like do some inane thing and they're laughing hysterically mm-hmm. and it's just like i don't well like, it's not none your of algorithm these are, yeah it's not that's, your that's algorithm. the thing you have to give it some time to learn what you like you and are. you have to like yeah. it so that it you're telling it hey i like this kind of thing or else it's just yeah. gonna throw everything at you but once it learns yeah. what you like you're just scrolling through personalized <laughs> awesome mm-hmm. content most of the time yeah I mm. love the awesome content of watching Family Guy on the top and someone play a video game on the bottom. Right. It's my favorite. It's true. <laughs> yeah. And That's I watch every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. And the Reddit yeah, threads. The reposted Reddit yes. threads with Where uh, they're computer hopping voiceover. from uh, Minecraft, like, yeah. block to block. They're great. If, if you're going to do it, give it a try. Limit your time. And, Don't do it. And uh, give it a try for, Don't like, a week. Don't get sucked in. The only good thing is it gets you if you're a Facebook person and you just you you love to hate Facebook and you you're trying mm-hmm. to pull yourself away from it. This is the cure. Oh yeah, yeah. hundred percent. This is the Facebook cure. was the first. Facebook was the first one I pried my way my uh, self away from. Mm-hmm. So like that's that was like several years ago that I was still into Facebook. All right, I, so, I deleted it from my phone, and I'll what? I'll go there like maybe once a day. Oh, Facebook, maybe yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the thing is, like, it doesn't like when you're not on the actual app, and so it doesn't refresh your timeline. Even if you hit refresh, it doesn't yeah. give you a new timeline. Sucks on See, that those. bothers me. I don't like that, like, I have this way to connect to my friends, and then, mm-hmm. like, there's some corporation that's just kind of like, oh, well, you're not, like, addicted enough to this, so, right. like, we're going to penalize you. Right. So I'm kind yeah. of like, just burn it all to the ground, screw everybody. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. like, live my Only life. There was a social network that gave it to you in linear form. <laughs> <laughs> where you could connect with other artists and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a tough balance. So speaking <laughs> of wasting time, uh, video games. <laughs> yes. Do you play them? Are you in anything? What's your favorite? Uh, like not, not often. Like sometimes like to fall asleep, I'll play like uh, these weird solitaire games or Sudoku puzzles or what's the one that's like a uh, color Sudoku kind of thing. That it's like a 
like that puzzle. I forget what it's called. A Rubik's nanograms? Cube? <laughs> nanograms. I think it's nanograms. Oh, I thought you said that's... mammograms. I was like, no, that's not it. No. <laughs> Bananagrams? This guy comes to my house and he's like, hey, I'll help you fall asleep. No, um... <laughs> no it's like, uh, like with N's, like Nan, like N is a Nancy nanogram. I think that's what they're called. So no, like, um, Call of Duty or anything, huh? No, like, that stuff isn't my favorite. Um, every once in a while, I'll get caught up in an RPG. It's, like, every, like, once a decade in my life, there's been an RPG that's come around that's just, like, wooed me. And then yeah. I get, like, uh, obsessed with it or whatever. Because I'm nerdy. You know, my core is very nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm susceptible. But, like, some, like... If, I'm apparently like really snobby about it. So like if there's something in the mechanics about mm-hmm. the way like the on-screen display looks or if like your inventory gets too heavy too soon or some like mm-hmm. nitpicky thing, it's just like, ah, forget it, I'm out. Yeah. So it has to be just the right RPG and then I can get addicted to it. I hooked up my uh, my NES to my, uh, I, I, I got a, a, a PVM monitor you know, like the old school 4.3, you know, professional video Whoa. monitors, you know, and I, I hooked up my NES to it and threw in Duck Hunt and it worked perfectly. Like, didn't even have to blow in it or anything. It was like, it worked, <laughs> wow. right? So I introduced my kid to Duck Hunt and he was terrible at it. He was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Those then I went, hard. I, yeah, I went to, I went to like a, a used game store that I knew had some. Dude, Zelda was $60. Whoa! Yeah, wow. like the gold one, the original NES one, sixty dollars. You know, wow. I was like, I'm not. Was this pay made for of that. real gold, right? <laughs> so See, I got, do I've, love, I do love old games. I got like an emulator, like on Amazon, that has like every like arcade NES, SNES. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I've got the classic or the SNES Me? classic and the yeah. SNES or the NES classic. You know. Like and I, I will play those. But I, I was like, I'm gonna buy games for the NES that I don't have on here. You know, right, it just feels nice. I get anyway. really into those older games, like mm-hmm. yeah, with that thing because you could save, you know. Yes. So, like I'll go through all yeah. these games I couldn't cheats, get through before. You know, and it's like, oh, I can finally beat Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of uh, saving, I saw a TikTok, and I, I want to see if this is true, but I saw a TikTok where you do a button combination on like Mario and it will let you continue on the original yeah. I didn't know yeah. I did not know you that you hold was down thing. like A or or B or whatever and it'll let you continue from where you you're yeah basically I had no really? idea I had no yeah. idea either I know so yeah. stupid wow uh, all right here's a tough one okay. life hack what's your favorite life hack um so I think like one of my favorite life hacks lately is just um, repeating numbers. Um, so like a lot of times when I'm like um, microwaving microwaving something, like I'll I'll be like, okay, I want to put it in for like 50 seconds. Or like if I'm um, in like Cinema 4D and I'm like, oh, I wanted this like let's see what it looks like at like 500 pixels or whatever. Um, like instead of doing that like five zero zero, just repeating the digit like five five five. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing how much like time and brain space that's saved. If you're just trying to get a ballpark for something, or if like you know like you're putting something in the microwave for like 45 seconds, just mm-hmm. do 44, and just like hit that, repeat that digit several times, and it's just like amazing how much uh, easier that makes life. So many times I'm just kind of like five zero zero, and it's just like annoying, just like five five five, and it's 
it's great. And so you're just All off right. a little bit if you're just trying to get a ballpark thing. You just like mm-hmm. repeat numbers, and I don't know. I, I like sense. it. Oh, yeah. okay. I dig I, it. I thought you were you were talking like a Rain Man thing, like <laughs> trip trip rope collarbone 1988 or something. What does he say? I don't, know. I don't remember. How many toothpicks are there? I don't know, like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst kind of autistic. <laughs> what is that from? It's from Bob's Burgers. Oh, that's right. Where Tina's uh... like, I don't know, like a hundred. He's like, really? There's like four. <laughs> four. Uh, oh man. Yeah. I'm well, not very good at life hacks though, so like I, I apologize that that was That's okay. At least crappy. you had one. That's great. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Print it's a toughie. Yeah. Yeah. Um Hey look, it was a good show. Yeah, we had two hours. <laughs> yep. Okay. We tell everybody it goes by quick, you know. Yep. It did go by uh, really quick. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, we appreciate yep. you being on. Um do you have uh some places to direct people? on the interwebs if they want to like talk to you or mm-hmm. send you a note or ask you a question um i don't think that's ever happened before um <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm at uh, movies and computers on instagram um you could join my several followers um <laughs> like thank you, uh, both. thank you both i'm trying yes i'm trying to get to like double digits at some point uh, nice. that would be cool um but uh yeah i don't i don't uh people find me on linkedin sometimes i don't know i'm not like i i'm i'm findable but uh i don't know if i have anything that anyone's like or i'm like please check this thing out uh i do like stuff on the maxon shows but probably won't for a long time so yeah i'm just rambling to make it seem like i have <laughs> interesting NAB, things right i would assume but, uh, you'd be at yeah, you'll be at nab next year right yeah i'm hoping yeah i really i, I loved being there last time that was so great hanging out with you guys yeah. Yeah. Did you get sick too? <laughs> no, I didn't. I have really? a thing. I wow! I never, you. I never get sick. I, hmm. I, I have a really great oh, immune system. Like, so you're like, what's his name from Unbreakable? <laughs> yeah, Bruce Willis. You're like Bruce Willis. Unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. cool. <clears throat> well, we're um, gonna get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, newsletter goes out every once in a while. I think I am going to put a newsletter out here this week. Ooh. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, you can say you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the MoGraph logo T, the Paul Bab Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors <laughs> Without Borders. The mm-hmm. Render Things T-shirt cool. hoodie and long sleeve T, the MoGraph blandishment shirt, and of course the That Render Is Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear ironically. Bless Unless your shams. Yeah. And uh, we are on YouTube, <laughs> youtube.com slash MoGraph, or you can just say at MoGraph now on YouTube, and mm-hmm. you, can, uh, you can talk to us. You can also check out MoGraph.com, MoGraph.com slash live to get all the information on the show, MoGraph.com slash TV. Turn it on and rip the mm-hmm. knob off. We also sell some courses and things. You should go check mm-hmm. those out, MoGraph.com yep. slash classes, you know? Just le- yep. use it as your hub for everything, you know? Yeah. That is y'all, will, y'all will want to subcri- subscribe to our newsletter because we may have some fun announcements here in the next month or two. True. True. Maybe. Yeah. So. You know, might have some fun things for people, you know, mm-hmm. like you do. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, make sure that you... You know, we uh, didn't talk about, like, the Mac Studio at all, like we were talking oh gosh, before the show. Wow. Thing. <laughs> right? We're going to have to do another show. There we go. All right, yeah. Chad, you're coming back. That's true. Sounds good. Thanks so much yeah. for having me, guys. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah man. Cool. Until next time, I'm Dave. 
And I'm Matt. And I'm Chad. Have a good one. Let's go. Whoops. He played the wrong music. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. Can you get that render done? Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it. We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com. Yeah.